though it killed him, was silent during the ride back, and decanted them outside the gates of Count von Zeppelin's palace with rather more efficiency than completely necessary. I believe we've been given the bum's rush, Andrew remarked as the agent's steam Landau puffed rapidly away. Never mind. We shall find someone who specializes in farms. Then I may cause explosions to my heart's content. So you shall, without let or hindrance, she told him fondly. Come, let us have some tea. The girls will be home soon, and I want a piece of cake before Lizzie commandeers the lot. After she removed her hat and gloves, Claire picked up the post from its silver tray in the hall and followed Andrew into her little sitting room. Count von Zeppelin had allowed them to stay here in this comfortable suite on the ground floor of Schloss Schwanenberg for the past four years, while she had attended the University of Bavaria in pursuit of her education. Now that she wore the tiny steel ring on the smallest finger of her right hand that told one and all she was in possession of a degree in engineering, and a trio of pearls set in gold on the fourth finger of her left that informed the observer that she had entered into an engagement. It was time to fly the nest and find a place in which to make their home. Her first home as a married woman. It was a good thing they'd begun the search early. She'd had no idea it would be this difficult. Had they only wanted to entertain, there were houses aplenty with large, airy rooms. Had they wanted merely a laboratory, there were legions of those in a city that was the intellectual capital of Europe second only to Edinburgh for the number of engineering minds needing space for experiments. But a house with both these requirements? That narrowed the pool of possibilities too. Well, they had just frightened off the third agent. So distressing. She and Andrew were to be married at Christmas. They needed a home by then, or they would be reduced to living on her airship. Not that Athena wasn't comfortable. She could accommodate a fair number of visitors, but an explosion was not to be thought of. She poured Andrew's tea, and while he settled in with the newspaper and the estate listings, she secured a piece of cake and sat back to open the post. An envelope bearing a cramped, spiky hand that she had only seen once before, more than a week ago, made her sit up. A chill settled in her stomach that even a sip of tea did not help. Dear Lady Clare, Thank you for your prompt response, which, if it can be possible, has made me more anxious and perplexed than ever. Upon receipt of your letter informing me that you, Dr. Melvern, and my daughter, Gloria, briefly voyaged aboard Neptune's Fancy, an undersea dirigible belonging to my fleet, I immediately sent a message to its captain. The message was returned unopened. I consulted with my other captains and learned that Gloria had requested a small ship in order to take a short sightseeing trip to see the gearworks. Thus far, happily, your accounts match. They diverge, however, following your departure from the vessel. No one has seen or heard from Neptune's fancy and repeated hails by all members of the fleet have had no response. I issued instructions to the fleet to comb the Levant for any sign of her. To no avail. If she has been vaporized by a lightning strike, she could not have disappeared more completely.
I am at a loss. Further, I fear something nefarious may have taken place. Once again, I must ask for your help. Is there a location where you, a young lady of respectability and some fortune, believe she might go? Even if it is only a guess and not a certainty, I beg you will impart the location to me. Lady Clare, if you can assist in any way in allowing me to discover my daughter, I will be in your debt forever. You have merely to ask, and if it is remotely in my power, your smallest wish will be granted instantly. I remain your servant, Gerald Merriweather Astor. She must have made some sound, for Andrew lowered the paper and frowned. Is it bad news, dearest? I cannot say. She handed him the letter, and when he reached the three-quarters mark,